a tough Christmas. Yeah, it was. I made dinner. I washed up. I made beds. I hoovered. I dusted. We did hoover and dust, yes. I did lots of things. So anyway, if you're new to the vineyard, my name's Jason. This is my wife, Michelle. We lead this uh, great family and this great tribe called Vineyard Church Dungannon. And uh, it is, if you're not part of a local church, you should join this place. Uh, seriously, because it's not about me or Michelle, but there's some great people that just enrich your life and help you to journey with God. If you're, if you're on a journey with God and seeking God at all, there's some absolutely exceptional people who will enhance your walk with Jesus and make sure that you, uh, yeah, that you actually fulfill your purpose in life. And that's a big statement. But God has called us to some great things, and, and we do that together. And you only succeed when you're in community. So if you've not found a church, if you've not found a home, I'd encourage you to be part of a tribe. And I'm going to sell this one this morning because this is what we're smoking. And so we want to sell to you Vineyard Church, Dungannon. Okay, can I do that? Just because of the people, not because of me, just because of the tribe and the family that's gathered here today. Is that cool? Yeah. And if you live in Armagh, you can join Armagh City Vineyard, another great tribe that's uh, with us this morning. Gary turned 40 last week. Okay, let's stand. We're going to read the scriptures together. This is, uh, this is what I feel. This has been a, a text that's just been in my heart all year. Um, it's Psalm 27. I've... Do you ever switch from scripture to scripture and it becomes your new favorite scripture? All scripture's good, but this is my favorite one for 2017, and I'm probably going to lean into it again in 2018. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation, and uh, I, not that we're selling Bibles or anything, because we, we don't have anything here to sell, but I just want to encourage you, it's a great translation. If you want something just to engage with uh, for, for study, not for study, for, but for devotion and just connect with God, it's, it's brilliantly written, and uh, you can get it in Psalms. I don't know if the whole of the Bible's out yet, on it, but it's called the Passion Translation, and my staff at Amazon will be glad to help you there. <laughs> so let's just as we stand seriously let's let's open our ears open our hearts to what the father sent us and um, here's what it says Psalm 27 I'm starting in 4 I'm going to flip to 13 and 14 if that's okay with you here's the one thing here's the one thing I crave from God the one thing I seek above all else it's not and if you can distill your life to one thing it's not a bad thing actually I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house, finding the sweet loveliness of his face filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. And I want to live my life so close to him that it takes pleasure, that he takes pleasure, sorry, in my every prayer. And let me just read that again so that it sinks into our hearts and our souls. I, I want to live my life, the one thing, I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. And as the year goes on, trouble will find us and we will have hardships and pain. So let me read this to you. Yet I totally trust you to rescue me one more time because he does it time and time again. So that I can see once again how good you are while I'm still alive. In the other translation that it says, I would have fainted if I hadn't believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And that's what sustains you in 2017. That's what will sustain you in 2018. That if you can have hope to believe that you will see the goodness of God in your time in the land of the living. And here's what I've learned through it all. Vineyard Church, Dungannon, don't give up. 
Don't be impatient. Every dream needs patience, right? Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting, for he will never disappoint you. This is the word of the Lord. It's absolutely true, and it's given to us in love. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You may be seated. We could nearly go home, couldn't we? Yep. After that, I have to sit, don't I? I find it very hard to sit. So, please, no heckling this morning, no distractions, <laughs> no flashing things up, or no waving hands <laughs> at any time during this sermon. Oh, sorry. We're also sharing a device, so this could be fun, all right? <laughs> Jason printed out his, his part of it. And it's far too small now that he's. And this is how it printed. 40, so these. 47 or 48, what are you? 47. 47. Yeah. So we can't see it, so we have to do this. So it's not, we're not slick. As you all know, we're really not slick. Um, what we want to do this morning is we, we, we just want to talk, first of all, about um, some of our highlights from 2017. But before I do that, I was just really. Um, just really aware during worship. I just really felt the Father remind me. Um, this is the thing that I think for me in 2017 is that the Lord has really reminded me more than anything that Jason and I are called to be like the mother and father of this church. And, um, and as a mother of this church, if I want to give myself that title, which I just have, um, I've been really aware and conscious that for some of you, 2017 has been... Um, as Ashley said in this blog yesterday that I read, has been the best and the worst of years. That for some of you, it has been the best of years. And for some of you, it's been the worst of years. And actually, for some of you, it's been both. You know that some of you have lost loved ones so, so near to you and dear to you. Some of you have celebrated new birth. Some of you have celebrated lots of new things in your lives or whatever. But some of you have also walked through incredibly difficult seasons. Um, and I just want to, I just want to publicly kind of honour that and say that that that's the reality, isn't it? That's the reality of family life, and um, and it's been such a joy and a pleasure for us as a church, all of us, to walk with that through that with you. You know that that's what we are as a church, isn't it? That's what we do. We walk with each other. We celebrate the good times together. We throw parties. We have fun, but we also walk through the hard stuff as well, and we pray, and we, we intercede on behalf of your loved ones as well as our own loved ones and all those things. So our commitment going into 2018 is just keep on doing that. As a church family and as a community, we're going to keep on doing that. We're going to keep on leaning in and walking with you. And when I say walking with you, I mean all of us walking together through, through the hard and through the celebrations and through the good times, because that's, that's what God's called us to do, isn't it? So anyway, my, um, my review of 2017 is one of the things that uh, just blew me away this year um, in Vineyard is uh, Cheryl, as you know, who's currently on safari, by the way. Isn't that brilliant to think Cheryl's on safari? I just think that's the best thing ever, and I just hope she sends me loads of pictures later. Um, but Cheryl keeps account of um, all the people that come to faith um, whether whatever environment that's in, whether that's on the streets, whether that's in schools, whether that's here. And not only does she keep a list, but she prays for those people regularly. That's, that's part of who she is more than <coughs> what we ask her to do, to be honest with you. Um, and one of the, the amazing things this year, she sent me through the list, and as I was looking through it, was that um, 
in our gathered environments, which, and by, you know, what I mean by that is anywhere we're gathered together, whether that's reach, whether that's um, Cheryl doing assemblies, whether it's doing whatever, not on the streets. There was just so many people came to faith. There was 119 people in total came to faith last year. Isn't that incredible? And out of those 119, um, and I'm sure if you were to try and guess, so I'm going to ask you, so how many do you think said their yes to Jesus on the streets out of that 119? 60, any other takers? Any advance on 60? 15? You said 30. Sharon, comments. did you get the report as well? No. <laughs> 30. Now, what you would expect is that that would have been, for me, I would have thought, before I looked, I thought, oh, it's going to be higher than that. Um, and what I love is that what we're seeing is a, a trend, and not just a trend, but what we're seeing is that, that God has given us favor and grace in these gathered environments where we have real connection and relationship with people. And it's amazing. So through school assemblies, through reach, through Alpha, through Sunday mornings here, through kids' work, we are seeing more and more where we have relationship with people, we're seeing people give their yes to Jesus. And the really cool thing about that, we love to see people giving their yes to Jesus in the streets. We don't really mind where they say yes to Jesus. But what we love is that we get to walk with people then in their journey. Mm. And we get to encourage them and we get to see them keep on going on with Jesus. And this year in church, in the Sunday morning environments, we saw 11 people give their yes to Jesus. Mm. Isn't that amazing? And do you know what's even more amazing about that? They're all still here. They're part of the church family. And I love that. And, and that has been the greatest joy for me this year. It's been watching people come up that hill. For those of us who've been part of Vineyard for any length of time at all, we forget what it's like to walk up that hill for the first time. Not just because it puts us out of puff. I'm still out of puff every time I walk up the hill. It doesn't get any easier for me. But it's about the courage of walking in through the doors. And I had the privilege to have dinner one night with some girls who came along for the first time in 2017. And we talked about how they had decided that they were going to try out church and they made the decision to come here and walk up that hill and come in for the first time. And what I love watching is how you guys are with new people. I love how we are with new people. Where, like, you never have to signpost people and say, you go and talk to that new person because all of a sudden people are there talking, welcoming. And then you see people come back and they come back and then you see them become more and more part and they start to belong to this amazing family community called Vineyard Church in Gannon. And then as they begin to belong, do you know what's even better, what happens? They give their lives to Jesus. And for those of us who have watched this time and time again, it's like we're just watching, waiting to see, I wonder when it's going to happen. Because we know. We know that when the Father brings people into, into community and people begin to belong, that very soon they're going to surrender their yes to God. They're going to give their yes to Him and they're, and they're going to find out. Because you can't be around all of you and not be overwhelmed by the goodness of God. They can't be around all of you and not experience the Holy Spirit. They can't be around all of you and not see how a precious friend Jesus is. So we know it's a done deal. We know that they're going to find God. So that has been such a joy for me. It's been a joy to watch whole families come to know Jesus. It's been, um, I still remember the Sunday Ali Moore gave his life to Jesus. That was amazing. I think we were all crying. It was such a good thing, you know, and it's just, 
I'm looking forward to 2018 to the more people that are going to come in through the doors. The more people that are going to, this time next year, we're going to be sitting in this room looking around and going, they only came this year. Wow. Because for all of you that are here, it feels like you've been here for way longer because you already feel like you're fabric of the church. Good. Well, I'm going to try and read off my notes okay. and I'm going to try and sit too, so bear with me <laughs> as we do that. So for me, what was uh, the highlight for me, and there was loads of highlights, like I loved our first series that we did in uh, 2017 was uh, Living at Peace in an Anxious World, just seeing people um, get health and healing into their lives and emotional health and, and just to help them sustain yeah, just the everyday ordinary and people actually go to the GP as, as, as simple as that sounds. It's a good, good thing that we have health in our lives and our emotions and our hearts. So that was, you know, there's so many things. If you just look through our calendar year, what we talked about last year, I, this may sound very arrogant, but I loved every sermon <laughs> last year. I, I really did. I, I mean, I'm not just saying that. I really loved giving them. I loved engaging with Jesus and what the Father was saying to us. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But for me, it wasn't the sermons last year. The, the, the highlight for me was the give a day to Dungannon. It was just tremendous. And, and uh, what was it about it was that we were just, we're, we're learning to weight train, right? And you know the difference between a bodybuilder and a weight trainer? A bodybuilder is somebody that like, like poses and builds muscle but does nothing with it. And weight training is that you're actually training for something. And the church should be weight trainers, not bodybuilders. And so often we want to get big, right? But that's not the goal of Vineyard Church Dungana is that we get big. God grows this church. We don't want to get big. We want to get out there and be, be hands and feet and to do what Jesus has called us to do. So we're, we're all weight trainers with a purpose. We're all, we're all engaging with what Jesus is doing. So it's a way that giving it to Dungana was a way that we could exercise with our hands what our hearts know to be true. We could exercise practically with our hands what our hearts knew to be true, and that's that God engages with community and society, and that he's moved in to the neighborhood. Uh, can I read a text of scripture? Nobody's going to say no, are they? <laughs> if I can find it. Yeah, let me read this. It's, um, I, I'm thinking this text actually for our year coming into also 2018. Uh, and so God command us that we love him with all our heart and our soul and our mind and our strength and that we love our neighbor as ourselves right that's the very thing he wants to unlock in our church and and to be honest with you that's the greatest commandment but i don't know about you but when i read that sometimes i like something a little deeper as in i don't have to do anything with it deeper <laughs> don't you it's like is that it that's that's the best commandment god that that's really it that we love you and then we have to love our neighbor that we have to love humanity and we're all looking for something more than that, but actually that's, that's it. That's the essence of the gospel, that we love God passionately with our heart, our soul, and our mind, and we love our neighbors as ourselves, and we can live life then whatever way we want. Think about it. If you love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, all your being, your intellect, your emotions, your well-being, your physical being, if you love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and your neighbor as yourself, you can live life whatever way you want. But I guarantee you're living in a great way. You're living in a good way. And so what if, you know, to love our neighbors, is, that's, just a very, that's just a very thing that will unlock what God has for us in 2018. That's what I want to say to you. It'll unlock the very thing that God has for us, the desires he has, the future. Uh, uh, but if we don't do that, we'll miss it. We'll miss the future, we'll miss the dreams. If we don't love humanity, if we don't love society, if we don't love our neighbors the way God has called us to do and has continued to call us to do, then that's what happens. So 
Here's the text. Acts 18, Paul in Corinth, verse 78 says, Then Paul, this is interesting, he left the synagogue, so he leaves the church structure, the building, the holy place. And he went next door to the house of Titlis and Justice, um, a worshiper of God. Crispus, the synagogue leader, and his entire household believed in the Lord. And many of the Corinthians who heard Paul believed and were baptized. And he just goes next door. He just goes next door. So what if our destiny and our future was found not in looking through the big door of our destiny, but looking through our next door? What if it was there? What if it was there? What if it was for all of us? You take that individually for your life this year. What if it's not found in the big doors, but it's found in the keyhole of the neighbor's house, eh? Whatever that looks like. Whoever God has called you to through in. The breakthrough was, was found in leaving the building. The breakthrough of the kingdom of heaven was found as he left the synagogue. And I just want to pull that into our context. We are going to find breakthrough when we leave the four walls this year again. And we're committed to our outward focused vision of going out, coming here and celebrating and worshiping and praying together. And I love it and we're never going to stop it. But let's be intentional that when we leave, we leave with his power and his presence and we begin to see breakthrough. And, and, and I love that. And, 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 and here's where my mind flips again because attention span is very bad. Is that what about our baptisms? That, that whole idea of, you know, they all believe that we're baptized. I, um, I have a dream for Vineyard Church Dungannon and it's, I probably never spoke to Michelle about it, but I, I'm going to talk to you about it all now because... <laughs> It feels much safer. Do you ever do that? You talk to a crowd because you know that your wife's not going to beat you or your friend's not going to say. They've got to, they've got to keep a poker face, right? Because you're all watching her reaction to the dream of mine. It's a, it's a good dream. And the dream is simply this. What if baptisms just became the normal of your Church Dungannon? Yeah. You like that one? No, I, I mean, like, we just wrapped up here. Every so often we just pulled out some sort of thing to donkey in or we took you down the park. And instead of all, no, it's cold, but it's cold, but it's like Jesus went to the cross. So anyway, I can't sit anymore. So can you imagine that, that instead of having big celebrations, I mean, I love baptism celebrations, but what if they just became normal? Yeah. The new normal. And here, can we got some pictures up there? Of our baptisms. Uh, who remembers that? John did not come to church in that t-shirt. John, John, would you stand? This is how John comes to church. And so he came dry and he went home wet. Wouldn't that be a great church to go to? If you came dry and you went home wet, it'd be just... And then you have to explain to your friends, oh, well, what did you do this morning? Oh, I went to church and I got wet. And then you'd have to tell your story. Anyway, I digress. So that for me, last year, our give a day to Dungannon was absolutely phenomenal. I'll let you into a trade secret, shall I? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, I know. Yes, she does know. When we went through our budget last year, this may, it's not about money, but this is just about passion where you guys have leaned into that event cost us the least mm. last year i think it was something like 
Could I guess? Okay. Like 25 million. No. <laughs> it's like 250 quid. Man, you guys knocked it out of the park. In, in care homes where people are forgotten, you put a beautiful garden, you put things in place that just create a beauty for people. And, and it may seem a small thing, but a big thing. You actually honored those who serve the least in our schools, in, in Spurnview Special School, by going and cleaning balls in a sensory room. As, as, yeah. So the teachers could go in and engage and just focus on teaching in the new term. You guys were amazing. You went to clean up and you painted you painted stuff, you cleaned stuff, you, you sewed gardens, you put up fences. Uh, and, and not only that, everybody, every team that went out, all the volunteers that went out on Give a Day to Dungannon, which we'll do again this year, every team that went out went beyond the call of duty. You know, they didn't say, well, this is what they've asked us to do. You guys disobeyed orders. <laughs> And actually knocked it out of the park. And we're absolutely, your hearts were soft, your hands were learned, and your eyes could see. And you did a phenomenal job. And let's, let's train our, our hands again this season to, to serve. Can we? You just love on people like we've never done before. That's me. Okay. Um. Did you like my highlight? Did you like hers? It's not a competition, Jason. Not Who's better, me or her? You know they're going to say me, but anyway, that's fine. <clears throat> um, I feel like you do the outward and then I go right inward again, but hey. It's yeah, okay. well, that's just always it, babe, because I'm just oh, totally. Well, let's, no, let, no, let's not have this conversation in front uh, of everybody. <laughs> anyway, um, I think, I remember about, I think it was about 18 months ago um, that. As um, Jason and I and began to really pray and feel that, that that the Lord wanted us to go deep and wide, it might even have been two years ago, and the sense of that that we knew that God was calling us to more. And as Jason says, this is not about having a bigger church. This is not about filling more seats on a Sunday morning. But this is about having a greater reach into our community and the sense that for us, if we're to use a, a tree analogy, if we're like a tree, as a church is a tree, then our roots need to go down really deep to sustain this wide canopy that we really felt God was calling us to be. And a wide canopy that um, where, you know, talks in scripture about where birds can nest and, and all that kind of thing. And, and so we were feeling this call to go deep. And at the same time, um, the Lord really spoke to us again about uh, building a family. And like I was saying about being mother and father of, of this house, of this church. And about what does that look like? What does it look like to build a family and to be a family as a church? And as I already said, you know, you see that at work when new people come in and people find a place to belong. But you see it all the time. And I think this year for me, just to see that, one of my life verses, one of the things that God keeps bringing me back to time and time again is, um, in Psalm 68, 6, and it's God places the lonely in families. And over and over and over again, I see the Lord do that. He places the lonely in families. He doesn't say just the orphans in families. He says the lonely in families. And, and I've watched that this year again. I've watched God bring people right into the center of this family and for them to find family and community and to find a place where they no longer feel alone, 
where they no longer feel that they have to face what, the, what life throws at them on their own, but that they have brothers and sisters and people around them. Um, and, and I just, my prayer for us as we go into 2018 is that the Father would continue for those roots, those deep committed roots of family and love and belonging together will go deeper and deeper and deeper, but not for the sake of it, but so that that canopy can grow wider and wider on the top and that we can provide as a church more shelter for more people, that we can provide hope for more people, that we can go further and see God do even more in this town and our communities that we live in because that is why we're here. You know, the, God has called us to see the lost found and the found grown in this place. That has not changed. 14 years coming on the first week in February is when VCD launched. And that has not changed in 14 years. That same call, lost, found, found, grown, is still the same thing that God has called us to. But we need our roots to go deep, deep in him, deep in relationship with each other, so that this wide canopy can be sustained. And just to piggyback what Michelle's saying about that, <clears throat> our new series for next week, we're going to start off with, uh, it's um, just a closer walk with the, <clears throat> how we pursue the presence of Jesus and how we bring health into our lives. So I, I want you to try and really make the effort to be out next Sunday. And that's the old gag, the old joke, I tell it every year, it never gets old because I tell it, is uh, <laughs> if you show up next Sunday morning, you can go home and tell your granny that you've had 100% attendance in church in 2018. You can not work funny. that out. Not, not, not dropped. Finish not dropped. Okay, anyway, that we'll move on. But so yeah. That one word that Michelle had was, was family, right? Yeah. No. Oh sorry. You, I'm, I'm moving on to the one word, but I'm moving on to the one word bit here. <laughs> so Zechariah four ten also was a sort of scripture just was hitting hitting hard last year. We started it started the year with it actually. It says um, and I hope this will encourage some of you this morning as you just gather into New Year. And, and don't feel the pressure to do a load of things, guys. I, I have the same two, uh, two New Year's resolutions every year. I just keep the same two. Stay married to the same woman and stay in love with Jesus. That's it. So don't feel that you need to be knocking it out of the park and, you know, your 10 resolutions and all that there. But this, this, I hope this will bring you encouragement. It says, do not despise these small beginnings. Uh, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Yeah, cool. Yeah, think about it. You, you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have all the structure and all the program and all the information. He, he just loves to see you start something. Yeah, and isn't he kind? He, he's not saying, oh, let's, let's just see how they do in Vineyard Church, don't get on this. Let's just see how this, this Scott boy does this year. You know, you know, talk's a good show. And, but he's not like that. He's not a harsh father. He's not critical. He just says, he just loves to see a work begin. And some of the works that we're going to begin this year, prayer and presence. We're going to create a work, and, and our work will be prayer. That's the work. And, and we've noticed the difference. There, there, there is a correlation between the health of this church in 2017 uh, and prayer having premises again and so we want to make that as leaders of this house as the father and mother of this house along with Diane who's going to uh, just champion and spearhead of us we're going to prioritize prayer 
And I want us to all engage with that and find freshness in that familiar, if we can. All right? So it says, uh, for the Lord rejoiced to see the work begin. You, you just got to do something 2018. Put a stone on a stone. Do something left foot, right foot, whatever it is. It's just being faithful in, in the small things. And so well, one of the challenges so often as we look at people and, and sort of the highlight, the, the, you know, we, we wanted to do a real, I'd have loved it on a real slick highlight of 2017 where we videoed everything and we just went, boom, you know, we just give the high reels of, of the year. But, you know, what, what you don't see in the, the highlights of people's life and the highlights of a church life is that the small beginnings, the one thing. The step, the sacrifice, the, the stepping up to the yes, the, the, that spiritual discipline we have in Vineyard Church, Dungannon, when we measure your spirituality not by much scripture you know, but how long it takes you to say yes when Jesus speaks into your heart and your soul. Do you understand that? How long, what's, what, what's a time response when Jesus speaks and you respond? That's how we, we measure spiritual maturity here because there's lots of things that people can do and we can get busy doing, but are we doing what God's called us to do? And how quick ours, as our hearts respond to the Father's call in our life. And so you look at people in the Bible and you, you look at their lives and you think to themselves, wow. And then you dig deep and you go, wow. Right? I mean, you think of people like David, a man after God's own heart. What a statement. And yet one of the biggest screw-ups in biblical history. Yeah, I don't know if it led him into leadership in this place. But he was a man after God's own heart. We would, by the way. And then, you know, you look at text down Goliath, you know, you, you know the tin of syrup. See how I get distracted? You know, you ever have, have a tin of syrup? You make a wee sandwich with syrup? You ever do that? No? And there's a lion on it and the bees come out. That's a biblical picture. He, he wrecks a, he takes on a lion and he k- kills a, a giant. And we see all that public high real stuff, but we, we forget that he's in a pit on a snowy day with a bear. We forget the small stuff, don't we? And then you look at people like Ruth and Boaz. Any woman looking at a man this year? It's just a question. Like, I'm just, it's a good place to be if you're looking for, a, if you're single, uh, looking for, for a man. You know, it's got, this, it's got this Hollywood movie, Boaz and Ruth. Yet we forget about Ruth just serving her mother-in-law. I afraid that's hard work, isn't it? Been recorded. <laughs> Serving your mother-in-law, guys and girls. That's your mother-in-law ringing. And you look at Daniel. You know he, he transforms a city and he becomes an entrepreneur and financial help and a, a gifted man in, in a city and commerce and and and. Everything, just the infrastructure of a good, good city. Yeah, we forget that he stepped up to the mat three times a day and prayed. He don't despise the day of small beginnings. And so, what's a small thing for you this year? What's the one thing? What's a stone? What is it that the Father's going to smile upon that you're taking the first step? Yeah? We just bow our heads just in this moment. Now I'm going to, Michelle's going to finish up. Yeah, God, we need you to breathe on us right now, Holy Spirit. We need you to speak. Your voice, not ours. Your agenda, not mine. Or Michelle's. Or, or ministry leaders. Your voice. 
And would you just right now, would you highlight the one thing, the one stone? And I, I just see, uh, this morning when we were worshiping, I had this picture, and I still can't make head nor tail of it, but it was like we were like a tribe that we were journeying, but we just got to this cliff face that was quite sharp, cliff face, uh, and we just stood on it. Uh, and, and then we sang this song about lifting up holy hands, and I saw us just raise up holy hands. And, and what I feel the Father saying is that we're on the age of destiny. We're on the age of occupying what God has for us, but we do it together. And what you do personally drives us corporately. It's not about me or Michelle. It's not about one person having the stone. It's not about one person having an idea. But it's all the fires and it's all the stones. And, it's, and I, I, right now I can actually see a stone, a smooth stone that's taken from a sea. And the first word I see on it is just faith. Faith. And that's for somebody. That, that your stone that you have to take again this year is faith. Faith. So God, would you just release. Holy Spirit, would you come and release words ideas, pictures right now in their hearts and their minds in Jesus' name. And it's just as you get a word, as you get a picture, would you just stand to your feet? So we just want to, I want to, yeah, I want to do that. Would you just stand as the Father's giving you something? And don't wait for the person, don't wait, wait to feel somebody stand beside you. Just stand. And he wants to give, he wants to give all of us something. Just the one idea, the one thought. Steadfastness, servanthood, strength. A yes. Mercy. And just stand if God's speaking to you. I'm sure he's speaking in our hearts and he's whispering things in our ears right now. What is he saying? He loves to speak. He's the word. <laughs> now would you just continue to speak this? And just as God speaks, would you just stand? Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. Yeah, don't make it difficult, though, you know, don't. No, it doesn't have to be a holy word. Don't go for the church words. Hmm. It can just be, what's the, what's the whisper? What's, listen for the gentle whisper of the Father. The, you know, so it can be the most random word right now, but the Father will begin to reveal to you what that means. <clears throat> There's no rush in this moment. Now just increase your presence, Jesus. Holy Spirit, increase your presence. Yeah, some of you are not standing because you think it's a selfish word. Yeah. Guys, it's not about you saving the world. It's about you and Jesus. Yeah. Whatever he gives you, it'll be good for others. Yeah. So take it. Take it for yourself and your family. There's lots of words around family here this morning. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to put words in hearts or make up stuff, but there's words around family. I want you to stand. The word for somebody and the words restored. God well, wants 2018 to be a year of restoration for you. Some more of you in the word is peace. Or 
where God wants to bring you into a year of, of peace and not just be in the absence of peace is not just the absence of conflict but it's something so much deeper than that the word I'm getting for somebody is revenge and I know it sounds so unbiblical but I'm talking about revenge and what the enemy has taken from you and it's good to do that it's good to you know what I go after him every time he steals something from me I go after and I want that thing in my community, in my home, in my family. And I'm not talking about hatefulness. It's okay to hate the enemy of your soul. That's okay. It's okay to hate evil and not put up with that. It's okay to hate divorce. It's okay to hate addiction and adultery. It's okay to hate abuse. And so revenge is a word that God is actually going to give to, to some of you. So that's you. Would you just stand? You just want to take back that for which the enemy is stolen. You want to see it increase and multiply in your community, in your church, in your heart, in your family. Because he does nick a lot of stuff, guys. He does. He never plays fair. He doesn't just go after the missionary and then there. He goes after we Anna. He lives in the corner. Terraced house also. Shall we all stand? <clears throat> um, just, just as we are in this moment, and, and I, I just sense that the, the Father is going to keep on speaking. And don't panic if you didn't get a, a word today, because I'm still trying to work out what mine is for 2018. To be honest, I'm still seeking the Father on that. But for me last year, um, my word was faithful, and I felt the Lord was asking me to be faithful to what he called me to in my life and it, it wasn't a leaning into his faithfulness but it was a leaning into a call of faithfulness for me and the first thing was he was asking me to be faithful to my call as a, a wife and mother first of all and then to the other things in my life and I, all I can encourage you with is I have been so blown away by I, last night I read through my journal for 2017 and just watching how that one word underpinned so many of my decisions so many of the things that God led me into because that was my word. And it's, it's not about that it's, there's something magical about this word, but what it does is it just brings a level of intentionality for you for this year coming in where you get to have this one thing that you get to, to help you make decisions, to help you say yes to things and say no to others because the Lord has spoken to you and this is your, it's like a compass for the year. So just want to encourage you in that. But that's what it looks like to live it out and to walk through it from the 1st of January through to the end of the year. Mm. Uh, just a gentleman with Johnny, your friend. Ian, good to see you again. Ian, I, I just had this picture when Michelle was talking about the compass, and I could see the compass moving from side to side. I don't know what it means, but it just means that it's just constantly changing direction, and you're trying to figure out which direction it goes. And honestly, I'm not trying to, I don't like giving two directional words, but I don't feel that it's any one way. I believe it's both and, whatever the Lord's doing, and you're doing with both of you as a couple right now in your hearts. And I think that God's got a, like a double purpose for you. And some people have that capacity and that, yeah, to do two things and to do them well. And I know maybe what you both do don't complement each other, but that's, that's okay. It's not a negative thing. And I just sense the Lord's going to increase your capacity this year to do whatever he's called you to do. And don't get fixated in trying to do this or trying to do 
that, but just let just go with him what he what he wants to do. And I think it's just that beginning again of Zechariah four ten of that beginning. Just just do he'll delight when you start, and it's not worrying about how it's going to finish or how it's going to happen. Does that make sense at all to you? Any of that? A bit. Cool. Cool. Can we do something? Um, just one other thing. Just as the Lord speaking, it just it just seems like a real prophetic feel to you know what that means it just means it sounds like a really holy word scriptural word but it is it's holy and it's scriptural it just means that the father's speaking yeah. god loves to talk and communicate <laughs> with people can you imagine a, god, a father that doesn't communicate with children you can't so this is why he does so i think we call our leaders up ministry leaders up and um yeah just would you come up and join us or see your leadership team those who are ministry leaders would you just join me at the front don't make me go find you if you're a trustee, come up. If you head up anything at all, come up. And what we're going to do is we're going to give these people money this morning. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Great. And they're just, I'm just going to ask, because we could do it throughout the family, and we are a family, but just, just for sake of just a little... As the book of Corinthians talks about, you know, gather together, we need a little bit of structure. Not too crazy, but a little bit of structure. I'm just going to ask if, the, if you guys have a word, just one word for the, the family, uh, corporately for us as a church, 2018, that you would um, you'd speak it out, and then you guys get... Billy, where are you? Reluctant leader. Come on. John and Sam Ross. John and Sam Ross. <laughs> that annoys me about this country. <laughs> They'll serve you to death, white knuckled, but don't come up to the front when you ask them to do that. But they're good, good people. That was a compliment, by the way. That wasn't a, a rebuke. Good, good people. So if the Father's given you a word, don't panic if you haven't got one. We'll just pass the mic around, and then we'll go to just pray, corporate prayer, and we'll go. Yeah, just one one word or phrase that I got when Jesus said that was, "Don't don't block the Holy Spirit. He's he's actually trying to bring you peace." Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> what I got was was really the color orange, but it was then as as I moved into that, it was the sun rising and the sun setting. So from the rising of the sun, to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Um, it's funny when Michelle said, don't be afraid to say it if you think it's a personal thing, but it's um, because I got the picture of a waterfall and it's like a tropical scene with all these beautiful flowers and there was steam rising from the water and the word that I got was flourish. But, and then I thought, I'm not saying that because people think that's just a personal thing because flourish is our women's ministry. But I really think that that is um, an overall word for the church and that God is saying, I'm not going to water you in drips, like from a watering can and a drop here and a drop here, but that I'm going to just um, totally envelop you and um, feed and you will flourish. Right, just when Denise said waterfall, waterfall was actually the first picture I got, but decided to go from a second option. Turned out it should have went from a first. <laughs> hey, thanks, Ricky's cheating. Um, well, when Jason talked about the church being at the edge of the cliff, we watched Hacksaw Ridge the other night, and I don't know if anyone, one of, uh, any of you have seen it, but 
um, the guy um, who was sort of the hero in the movie, he kept going back and just praying, God, give me one more, give me one more. And he worked all night till he got lots of men and rescued them. So I think that's a word for the church. Lord, give us one more and keep on giving us one more. Amen. I got a, a text from Diane yesterday asking me to do a small group. And, and since she asked me that, there was a very clear picture in my head. And it was the word that came straight to me today on the picture. Um, I'm, I'm a gardener. And, and I don't say that in, in any official term. I just love being outside. I love being out and watching the plants come through. At this time of year, as soon as the Christmas tree's down, I'm out, well, the girls will tell you this, walking around the garden looking for snowdrops. So um, the snow's on the ground and the wee snowdrops are pushing up through. And it's hope springs. Hope springs eternal. So um, my favourite verse um, ends with um, hope and the future. So it's just my word. No pressure. Um, <laughs> I think I just want to say thank you to the family this year because it's been a tricky year for, for me personally, for my family. And I just want to say thank you to the church family for all your support and your prayers and your care and your interest. And just keep doing what you're doing because you're amazing. Oh. When, when Jason and uh, Michelle were speaking, the word came, children. Mm -hmm. But that, I, Jason said, I didn't say it because I thought it was a personal scale or a personal level. But um, I think on a church level, we're all children of God. Um, and sometimes we need to see God as a child, as we, as from a child's perspective. We sometimes complicate things. Mm -hmm. um, but he's told us to come to him as children we are his children. We also got an image. Uh, if any of you have ever watched the Avengers movies, you know, the Marvel, mm -hmm. what I got was an image of um, just a person standing in front and a load of dust. But when the dust clears, you can see, it's like a, a, a American style movie. You see a crowd of people coming from behind the dust. And that's what we are. We're a family. We're not one person. We may see Jason and, and Michelle as the figurehead of the family, but we are the family that support them and they support us. And we walk together on this journey with Christ. Mm -hmm. We're not alone. We're not alone. We are united together. Mm -hmm. uh, the word I got was, you're no longer alone. Sorry, Billy, say that again. You're no longer alone. You're no longer alone. Yeah. Guys, sorry, I didn't think we'd got this many words, so you may be seated. We're still working through this line. We will have you out for half one, I promise you that. Hi, guys. Um, I had a picture of a window in the rain on the other side of the window, and it was a, it's a familiar picture for some folk that are looking out the window and they see the rain drops trickling down, and it it's a familiar picture for most of us, but for some folk, it, it you know, represents, I don't want to go out, it's wet again. And it, it's a, and then the rain was drying up on the window, and God's saying, stay me go out. Stay me go out. The, the reasons for staying in are done. Stay me go out. It's go good. out and engage. It's good. Go out. Yeah. Come in. Go out. Get by the barrier. It's okay. Thanks, Amy. Um, the, the word that really struck me, and it was, it was instant, was just kindness. 
Mm. Um, this is a family. There's also lots of small families here as well. And, and the, just Michelle has talked about before, just the absolute power of being kind. Our God is kind. Our Father is kind. And, and within our families, it's important to be kind to one another, to forgive, to love. And within this community here, we must be kind. We must reach out. It won't always be easy. Sometimes people will annoy us. Sometimes it's difficult. We have to spend ourselves. But kindness is crucial because it reflects really how our Father treats us, our God mm. treats us. So kindness for me. Um, <clears throat> for me, the words hope. Um, 2017 for me has been the highest high and the lowest low. I started off in February and my son was born, um, which anybody has children mm. just know how amazing that is um, and then the lowest low in September I lost my father and uh, I've been journeying that from September and I sort of lost my hope um, but sometimes you have to journey through the darkness to find the light <laughs> I think there's a sort of rap thing happening here yeah. so you just keep I, it I going you just keep it going <laughs> Uh, well done, Lily Flo. Thank you. <laughs> um, where was it going with that? I've completely forgotten. Hope. Hope. Well, I know that. But I, I had a point to make, and now I feel like Jason because I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> so, yes, I lost my hope. Um, Nope, completely lost the train of thought. It mustn't have been that good. <laughs> it's good. Uh, yeah. um, my word is is truth. Um, and actually, when we were praying before um, our worship practice, we got I got it then. Um, so it's really cool that you were chatting about what you were chatting about. Just that truth um, in all things, the truth of who God is, um, the truth of Him in my life, the truth of that that being the filter. That mm. I mm. agree to things or say no to things. So just it's truth. Um, for me, it was two things that Jason mentioned: was family um, and revenge. I feel like just at the minute the the devil is trying to slip in we subtle lies that, and especially as part of family marriages, can just tear it apart. Just quietly, you know, here, there, and everywhere. Um, and just that this year that we would, we would love, as it is in the Bible, that if there's a feeling or a thought or a word that isn't, love is kind, love is patient, all those things, then it's from the devil. It's not, it's not from God, so we need to, need to love. Um, just thought of the word, and you'll excuse my voice, I'm losing it a wee bit here, but perseverance is a word that's just struck me, and um, if any of you remember in the summertime, um, the Brownlee brothers doing their triathlon, mm -hmm. and one of them was absolutely dead on his feet, and he mm -hmm. felt as if he couldn't finish, and the other one carried him across the line, and sometimes life feels a bit like that, but God is there to carry you across the line, and it's actually worth it when you get there. So just hang in there wherever you are, whatever's happening, and just stick with it, and it's worth it. Hmm. I remembered. <laughs> <laughs>
So sometimes when you lose your hope, you just want to wallow. And, and it's something that Linda rarely lets me do because she finds the hope in everything. So I turned to the Bible because I wanted to wallow, but I wanted to be faithful. And I turned to the book of Lamentations, which is one of, it's supposed to be one of the hopeless books in the Bible. Um, Babylon had come in and trashed Israel. Uh, people were being carted off. There were sick children in the streets. They were hungry and starving. And you know what? Even through that, there's hope. Mm. Um, and I've had a name in my head for months now. Is there a Frank or a Frankie here? Nope, that's for something else. <laughs> um, but I just think there's people here who need to know that, that. you know, Even if you're walking in the darkness, there's always hope. You just have to keep walking, never stop. Um, and that's my word for the year because hope's my word, but I'm still trying to find it and I'm still journeying there. Uh, and I'm going to keep going everybody else does. Amen. Brilliant. Let's stand, shall we? Let me stand and let me, let me finish where we started from. Here's the one thing I crave from God. The one thing I seek above all else. I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house, finding the sweet loveliness of his face filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. And I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. And here's the hope and the perseverance. Yet I totally trust you to rescue me one more time so that I can see once again how good you are while I'm still alive. And here's why I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous. And as Ashley says, never lose hope.